Disclosure. The statements that we discuss, we are not health or mental professionals for. If you guys have any questions or concerns, we will have links in the description below to help you guys out and assist with anything you guys have questions about. We do not own the copyrights to this song. You guys enjoy the show. Not me. I'm the perfect person to go through the storm. It won't break me, it won't kill me, I'll move on. Then I'll come out even better than before And I'll never see this place anymore Cause my faith is getting stronger every day I'm removing everything that's in my way And the fact that I survived another day oh, This is my moment, there's no turning back It took me a while, but I have no pretty good just going to school working going to school working <laughs> y'all are looking at me funny auntie what you gotta say to the people it's always hey 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 welcome 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 this between us podcast let's keep it going and keep it moving and one thing that i always like to say relax and come on back but don't relax too much while you're driving Auntie, you don't say that. It's the <laughs> well, guess what? I decided I'd say it today because I don't want any casualties. We take care and try to cover everything. And we know our podcasts don't put you to sleep, but they do make you pay attention. No, I really don't because, y'all, I was looking at the um, some of the stuff for it, and it shows the retention rate on when people drop off our episode people don't drop off to the very end mm -hmm. like till we end like i mean it does go down a little bit just because it's normal you know some and people are very interested driving or whatever that's yeah what I'm saying. but no our, our retention rate is very high people listen well, all the way well, through well i'm glad so, you find us interesting i mean it, it's not it's, it's facts and all yes right. uh yeah i call it my little baby um rev so how's your week starting out so far my week has been a blessing. God has really showed me and showed up and showed out in many different ways. Um, he's given me a break when I knew I needed one. And I didn't know how I was going to get one, but he did. Um, he has just continued to continue to be a blessing. What are you going to say, Sierra? You got your mouth wide open. They can't see. I, I, know, I don't know why they can't they can see you guys. <laughs> they want you to have a visual. But either way, go ahead, Michelle. What's going on? No, no, you guys, he's crazy. But anywho, today our topic is about why not me. Ooh, why not me? me? It's a song, if you guys have heard over by Tasha Page Lockhart. And just listen to the song and we'll be, I know if you guys heard it um, for our introduction, 
it speaks volume, you know, because in this song, she doesn't mention anything about God. However, you know that it is God pertaining because she's talking about going through storms and why this storm is fit specifically for you. You know, I think we live in a day and time and age where everything has to be easy access. Mm. Nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to purposely go through hard work. And nobody expects that either. Nobody wants to. A lot of times we get things handed to us on a silver platter. And I see older people who are set up like that who don't necessarily, they're now starting to get to that storm in their life because somebody has been blocking that storm for them. Oh, now that that person is, exactly. Mm -hmm. But now that that person is gone, they're starting to have trials and tribulations that they've never been exposed to. Why not me? I think the real question is, what's been blocking you from going through that? Because I don't care who you are. You can be the Pope or my monster under my bed. Period. What do you guys think about why not me, Cyrus? I think a lot about it. Ooh, Jesus. Um, Lord, why not me? I think that a lot of the times, you know, we say, you know, it goes back to the phrase, um, why me? Oh. And so I look at the mm-hmm. phrase. I think an oxymoron is when it's a, it's when it, when it's the complete opposite of a word. I think it is. Yeah. So it's an oxymoron to the to the phrase why me? You know why not you? You know one thing that we have to realize is, is that it's okay for us to ask why when we're going through our trials and tribulations. You have to look at Jesus when he was on the cross. You know. He he asked his father, he's like, you know, why have you forsaken me? He asked him, you know, he said, why, you know, why? Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that it's necessarily a wrong thing to ask why, but when you're constantly saying why me and why this and why that, you know, there's a the pity form. Yeah. In a pity form, there is no trust there. So I feel like why not me is necessarily, it's like, it's putting your, your big girl pants on, your big boy pants on, you know, and facing the reality that. When you have a purpose in this life, there will be a lot of stuff that you go through that you don't want to go through, but it's for your good and for your betterment. Everybody has a storm. Like I said, I don't oh, yeah, care no if you're my monster me. under my bed or the Pope of Francis. Everybody has a storm. Yes. But it depends on what you have going through and what God's purpose is for you, how many storms you're going to have, mm-hmm. how big, how small they are. It's it's just different, but everybody's going to have something. Auntie, shed some wisdom on this topic. I think it does make a difference. If you go through something and you're not sure how you, what the outcome's going to be. Back in the day, we'd have a lot of people say, uh, actually it was a song even back then, you know, I'm going through it. I just know what, I want to know what the outcome's going to be. You're never going to know what the outcome's going to be because as I say (laughs) it, and it's so much different. rehearsed and spoken about in my novel this is between us god has already gone before us yes so whatever you go through nothing's gonna catch him by surprise so go through it our main thing i think is in the human flesh is we fear we immediately turn to fear Mm. soon as something happened you're in a wreck and you wreck your car you'll say oh my god you don't realize you're calling on him right then and there you just think wow. you made a statement. Don't think about that. Yeah. And you go through it. And even something as simple as that. And you going through a storm. So now, okay, I wrecked my car. I'm okay. I may have lost a finger, but I'm alive. Those things send you back and forth with fear. 
but that's when faith has to come in and why not you and hmm. Sierra said earlier mm -hmm. God's down here he was down here his son was sent and there was a multitude of times when he wanted to give up he wanted this to go away he wanted this pain and hurt to stop so why not us mm. I love that I love that I love that thank you for your insight on that I want to go into our first topic, Make It All Count. We kind of derived this from the song itself because it's such a powerful song. And with the topic being Why Not Me and the title being Why Not Me, let's go ahead Why and dive into... Exactly. Let's go ahead and dive into those. So, Make It All Count. I think about it like this. When you're going through something and you're thinking, Why Me? Instead of thinking, Why Not Me? One thing you must realize is that every single troubles, you know, you go through tribulation, make that count. Don't go through that for nothing. You didn't sit up here and struggle to get to where you are just for nothing. You know, mm. I was getting my nails done the other day and I just happened to know this girl was talking about how she's going to become a nurse. She's in, no, a psychologist, getting her psychologist degree for your bachelor just because she wants it why why would you like it do you know how hard it is for school i think about myself i went through my mother passing away i'm literally living by myself having to pay bills by myself my father is sick i'm having to take care of me i don't have time to sit up here and say why why not me yeah. i don't have time now what's up all that was true but you living by yourself, that's a, that's a lot from the pit of hell. I'm you not know. saying living by myself, Cyrus. I'm saying I'm not under your parents' supervision. You have to realize we're only 22 years old. Most people our age are still under their parents' wing, especially in this generation. Yeah, I know. Of I, course, I, yes, I'm married. Duh. Like, that's not. No, it's just, it's just the way that you said it. But anyways, that's, no, that's a conversation. No, I'm saying it in a sense. It, it's not even that, though. And you got to realize how I'm saying it. I'm saying I have no one. We have no one to take care of this. This is a struggle. Yes, we mm. live comfortably to an extent. But we still have years and years of experience if God allows us to get there. And mm. I guess that's where I'm coming from in that sense of it's a fight every day because mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody to prepare me to be like, boom, you're independent. Yeah, my mom gave me life skills and told me how to live, but I was nowhere near. And I mean, I could say the same thing for you mm -hmm. in your situation. We were nowhere near to be in this position no. where we are. God has blessed us. Yes, he has. But in the same point that. of time, wow. we were not prepared. And I feel like, you know, to just say we went through this for no reason, you know, just like the girl said, getting her degree for no reason. She just wants to have it. It's just kind of like a shock. It know? is. It is very much so a blessing. I think about it in so many different ways. And. I, you know, right now, you know, we're sitting in our apartment and I look at all the things that we have and it's not about the materialistic things, but I think Absolutely about it in a sense of, and when you bring that up, you know, sometimes I don't think I give God enough credit for what he has truly blessed us with. Yeah. You know, you don't make it count. No, no. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people and it's always that situation where you want to be somewhere different, but there were a lot, there would be people that would kill to be in the, in the spot that you're at. To, that would be, that would kill to be in the They'll position. They'll murder you. Cut your head off so they can have what or, you want. Or, I mean, and you always hear the statement, well, I think that you're doing better and you are doing this better and you're doing, I want to be in your position. But then people don't want to, they don't, they don't want to go through what you go through at the same time. They don't want it to be, why me? 
Yeah, they don't want to have that statement. Mm -hmm. Because like I said earlier, nobody in this time of age wants to go through the struggle. They just want to get there. Get rich, fast schemes. It's funny that you say that. Um, I was listening to the sermons by T.D. Jakes, and it was talking about in the Bible how Paul was saying that he wanted to, um, what was the word, uh, be with Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that because I don't know the actual word. Be with Christ in his sufferings, that he wanted to be with him in that and enjoy it with him like in his suffering. And if you think about that, that is a very, that is a statement that you don't hear anybody saying. You don't go up to somebody and say, I want to have the suffering that you have. But Paul said that about Christ, that I want to have the suffering that he has. I want to be with him in that suffering. And so I think about it, it just shows that suffering is something that is necessary for us to grow. To grow. But look at Jesus. He would not be able to do what he had did for us if it did not involve suffering. Mm-hmm. Because that's just the world that we live in today. Mm-hmm. God didn't want it to be like that. Sure but again, did. when sin entered this world, Boom. and unfortunately, the king of this world is the devil himself, that's where we are in today's age. Auntie, um, elaborate on what you think, making it all count. Making it all count. You know, I was thinking a moment when you two brought up things that most people during your time of um, your your age and where you are in life and when storms come that way or when things approach you and you do want to say, why not me? I do have to commend you both and anyone in the uh, Generation Z that have had these multitude of things to just come into their lives some even as young as 13 yeah where, on, yeah you know and and as you were saying you're not even mentioning or thinking about life skills or financial assistance you're thinking about mentally how to go through these things yes and still come out whole and as we were staying staying on the subject why not me and then you paralleled over to jesus and then the concept with him asking god you know i i had to think and I wrote it down. What was Jesus thinking it was going to be like? Because a lot of people hmm. may not know. And I keep this very close to my heart. I just visualize God at a table, at a, in a chair. And Jesus facing another direction. And he's hearing his father say, who can I send? Who's worthy to go down there? I don't have anybody that I can send down there to do this task. This child is behind him, his only begotten son, at 13, turns around and said, send me, father, I'll go. Mm. So if you think about that, you young, your generation Z is put in that position. But it's not, you didn't get to, you didn't get to ask. You would just automatically, it was dropped in your left. Jesus asked, and it just makes me wonder the concept, now where we all in this sit pool together, no matter what dynamic you have or don't have or how old you are or not, you still have things that come your way. Yeah. You, either, you don't get to ask why you, mm-hmm. but we do. And that's why I guess that God gave us this today. Why not us? If his son can say, send me this the unknown and he get down here like, oh my God, no, I don't want this. Take this from me. Yeah. We don't have that. No, we, we have to go straight on through that storm. And yeah. that's the same way Jesus, right to the end of, you know, his demise. Yeah. Interesting. 
interesting, interesting. It's, I, I would have never. So we have to make it like count. That. And we yeah. have to make everything that we are going through, you guys mm -hmm. down here, count. It's for a reason. It has a purpose. Come on. It may be your purpose like it was for Jesus. And he had to make it count. He still had to heal the blind. He still had to raise the dead. Wow. Why not hmm. me? Why not me? I think about that and it makes you humble yourself. And, you know, we have to realize a lot of the times that in a sense, we do ask for it because we, you have to realize that when you come into Christ, it says that you will suffer. Like it's, it is said, it does not say when you come to Christ, you will not suffer. You will not experience anything. No, it says if anything, you'll experience more because for the simple fact of mm. how do we think that we can come and be believer, believers of God and be like Jesus if we do not even get close to suffering the same. Nobody can ever do what Jesus did. Don't get me wrong, but I look at it, why would we even think so highly of ourselves to think that we would not go through anything? Why can't it be us too? Yeah. To feel something that he had to, uh, and he to just get to his father's, come on son, come on home, yeah. job well done. People don't realize it, but that's all we gonna get. And that's what you better hope he say. Ooh, Jesus, Lord. That's no. <laughs> I'll leave it at this. Hey. I think of it in this sense, you know, people are not ready to take that on. And maybe that is why sometimes people do not make that sacrifice Amen. to have a relationship with God. They don't want to be why me. Yeah. Their whole life, if they said why me, they're not ready to take that on. Wow. They may start running. Oh my God. They hear that and they hear you say that, that may stop running. But at the end of the day, like you said, going back, if we think Jesus made a sacrifice, what in the world makes us think that we're not going to have to sacrifice over there something? You there yeah. you go. Mm -hmm. You know, you say that you really love God, but again, and I always go back to this because there's so many people who say they have a relationship with God, but go back to this. Have you made that sacrifice? And you, have you changed that perspective to saying why amen. me to why not me? Because as Auntie said earlier, that's what Jesus had to do. And if you are not saying that in your relationship with God, then you might want to take an extra look at it. And you know what? I want to add that. Well, I know you're going to change topics right quick. But you know what? Also, what I want you guys to just really gravitate to, the way we can show God that we do appreciate even what we go through. A lot of people don't realize. Show him what, what that meant. If our generation and minds even still can see that if I went through all this and God brought me through, put on your best. Mm -hmm. Be your best. Don't be ashamed to go out there and get in your Bentley, your Maserati, your Hummer, or your up-to-do date. Wear your best. Because people are looking at you. And if they keep seeing nothing but struggle, pain, heartache, and hardship, like uh, this young lady said, Mrs. Shell. You will not give God the representation of, oh, I brought you through that and you don't even want them to show what I did. And the young people be like, oh, I ain't want to serve that God because they're always miserable, broke, sad, depressed, hurt, without. Mm. I'm not serving that God. Mm -hmm. So, yes, yeah, stop that. Put on your best. Don't nobody want to see that struggle and that pain all the time. Let, the, let everybody see that, yes, you're going to go through it, but it's worth it at the end because you will be able to give God all the glory and he gonna make your little light shine. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I love Amen. it. I love it. Show love what it. you got. Let these young people see that all the people just because they do wrong. That's why they gravitate to that. They don't want clicking and switching and getting into fine cars. Getting in and out of suits. 
That's not fair. That's not fair to God. That's not fair to Jesus. No, it is not. No on what you're working with. That's it. I love that. I love that. That's it. That's <laughs> and she says I'm saying more time. Show them what you're working with. Lord, you gave me chill. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want you to stop. But I apologize. Go right Lord, y'all. Go ahead on to our next topic. This storm is for you. Notice, I didn't say the storm is for you. Yeah, she made I said change. this storm is for you. I hmm. wanted to change Fit that before because the simple fact being the storm you know, I feel like every time you're in life, you're going through something. That's one thing me and my husband say, you know, don't expect everything to just be chill all the time. Because if you have a relationship with God and you take on these tasks, no, there's always going to be something that the devil is going to try to mm. get you at. There's always going to be something that could, notice I didn't say will, I say could stress you out. Something that could bring you down, but you have the option, the choice to let it. Just as Auntie said, put on your best. You don't always, and that doesn't mean to ignore how you feel, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I am a stickler for honestly looking into yourself and not ignoring your feelings. But at the same time, and somebody once said this to me, just because you're going through the storm doesn't mean you don't have to have a smile on your face. Amen. You don't have to look like the storm is wearing you. No. Because that's not fair to God. No, you know, in this storm, meaning when I say this storm is for you, I look at it because look at where, close your eyes and look at where you want to be in life. Really honestly think about that. Now think about what it is going to take to get there. <laughs> it's going to take struggles that are particular for this assignment, this thing that you want to do. Those are those struggles that are related to that. This storm is for you because you want to get there yourself. Go ahead, Sai. No, I'm just going to say, and sometimes, you know, we have to realize that the storms that we go through are to get us off that track of where we want to go. Mm, it's to get that. us onto true the that. track to where God wants us to go through. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I heard from somebody the other day is, is that a lot of the times, you know, yes, we are to go through suffering. But a lot of the times people say, well, this will only make me stronger in God, you know, that I'm going through this. But sometimes the storms that we have, we bring it upon ourselves because we never stop to take the time to ask God for help before the storm get there. We always want to ask him when the tornado was right there. We don't want to ask him when we sit about 50 miles away and we're like, God, we help. Keep going in that direction. Yeah. But we don't see it at all. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I mean, you're, we you're, you're, we're, we're, you know, we're so blinded about everything. We have to realize the, the power that comes with prayer. You know, one thing that I told Sierra is, you know, sometimes it can feel monotonous, you know, when we wake up sometimes and we say our prayers and we pray with each other on the phone. Mm -hmm. But then I told her, I said, you know, we have to understand how much Never of a blessing that really is because those prayers really do protect us. You know, there are many times when we could have gotten to wrecks where somebody could have hit us, but did we get hit? No. Mm -hmm. We have to realize that God's, our, our, our prayers are matter and they are so powerful. Mm -hmm. Prayer is so powerful and people do not understand that. But going back, um, I don't lost my turn of thought. No, but it's fit. You were saying it's fit for you. Oh, if yeah. If God brings you to it, he's going to bring you to it. Yeah. So go ahead. And like you were saying, you woke up to that. And your pattern from is going from, I get up, I yawn. I, some people don't even think about saying anything like, thank you, God, for waking me up this morning or nothing. After they done ate, brushed their teeth, got to work, and then, you know, made it safely. Thank you, Jesus. You thank him from the time that you take that breath. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, when I get up, you know, one That's thing that I've, I've always heard is, is like, and I, I'm, I'm, C does the same thing, is before I step my feet out that bed, 
when I open my eyes, I gotta pray. Whether it be I call some, pray sleepy. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a sleepy prayer because my mind is it's so it's so jumbled up in my mind when that I'm praying. But I just I just know I said God, I can't do this day without you. Because mm-hmm. I mean, because from the moment we have to realize from the moment that we open our eyes. And that we put our feet on that, that floor. That means he's got you woke to do whatever he wants right. you to do. Yes. Before. And there's yeah. somebody else who is waiting. Got a plan whole set for you for the day. Mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. Mm-hmm. And he is waiting for you to mess up. Yeah. You got to cover yourself. Mm-hmm. Man, this Same. world is just not meant for us. Mm-hmm. Even if you believe in God or not, you better believe that somebody is after you. There and that's the truth. Don't rob believe. him your joy is exactly. what I always say. But you have to be. Oh, he, oh, he will try. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he just the enemy man. Oh, we're saying, you guys, <laughs> it's not easy. It, it may we may make it sound easy because we do it. No, and like he, he was just saying, it's a daily, it's a day, it's a daily test that you pray. I got a statement to make, you guys. One thing, and I thank God, the Holy Spirit brought this to me. You want to know something that all spiritualities and all religions have in common. No. Yeah, I mean, yes, I do. I want to know. <laughs> one thing that they always start off with, one thing that they always end with to bring that person back to a level ground is some type of peace. Some type of peace. And I say that in the sense of it all had to start somewhere. A lot of the now new spiritualisms and stuff are branching off from other ideas. All came from one place now. Jesus. You know, it all goes back to peace because everybody realizes and knows whether they believe in the Lord or not, peace mm-hmm. be with you. Peace I give you and peace be with you. Mm-hmm. And I know that's in the Bible. I'm right about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Peace be with peace I give you, peace be with you. Or just peace you know? be still. Exactly. Yeah. Peace be still. Exactly. That you know, that is the most um un- Wrongly interpreted verse in the Bible is, is the verse peace be um, and it makes sense still. because oh. look at all these religions well, and spiritualisms and all this stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. Is, is, the, is the verse like is be still and know that I'm God? Yeah. I was listening to something and it was talking about how some people were just saying that oh well that verse means that you be still and God's going to give you peace. We have to realize that the context of that verse is what from what I'm remembering is there was a war going on and they. You know, they were. It was something that they were doing, and it's like God. It's like it was like an abrupt change in the verse. Like they were talking about all this war, but then God says, "Be still and know that I'm God." It's not a be still. Also, when Noah was out on the boat or something with the well, and it was moving, and he said, "Yeah, I think I remember that." that. Well, you scholars. The, the wage, yeah, that's that's um in the gospels. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, uh, it's in. It probably. I think it was it's a in Matthew. Storm or something. And he just said, "Peace, be still." Be still. You know, yeah, when Jesus, he was on the boat and Jesus sleep. Was on the boat. Mm-hmm. Yes, look at you. Mm-hmm. But like, but it's God, God but yeah. that verse is not like a thing of like a like a quiet minute. Peace, be still. No, like God is saying. And you're right. They don't still. understand. Yeah, is be still out of and know that I am God. It's mm-hmm. more of. An authoritative voice to say, Let "Be me. still, like you stop what you're doing. Yeah. I am God, like I, I'm in control of this. this. Yeah. I know what I'm doing." But um, I just thought I would share that. No, no, and figuratively speaking, That's you know, excellent. yes, God may pause everything around you, but that doesn't mean that the time will stop ticking all the time. Oh, you right. know, things could be going and going and going, and you have to realize that is a spiritual verse as well as much as it is a physical verse. 
Peace be with you. Peace be still. God is going to pause things, not in the way that you think he will. Like but he's going to stop, you mean. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. In a spiritual sense. Right. We may not even see him pausing something like it needs to be, but he's going to do it not the way we hmm. want to, but the way we need you to. You can't do it of this world. Exactly. Hmm. You Boom. You cannot be of this world. Boom. Dynamite. Wow. Exactly, you guys. I love that. This storm. But yeah, if God brings you to it. He's going to bring you through it. And this storm, whatever it is, if this design, uh, its order is for you, God already know you got to handle it. Mm -hmm. But it's not ever for you. And I did want to interject that, that I've learned. Mm -hmm. When you're going through something all the time, it's not for you. Sometimes it's for somebody around you mm -hmm. that really needs to hear and see and believe wow. that you believe in God like you say you do. And the faith mm -hmm. that you show is what they're going to look at and say, hmm. Okay, that's that's different. I've had several young people say, Lord have mercy. I know this person going through this and they didn't come out the way they thought it was going to be. But I started to believe in God better or more because I saw the actions that it took for you to go through that. And there's no way you could have done it humanly by yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So interesting. That's a hard sacrifice to make, but it's a sacrificial love that you make as soon as you accept Jesus as into soon as your you heart. Accept it. Well, because I mean, he yes, made so. he made that sacrifice for us. Jesus didn't just necessarily do that for himself. No, Jesus, it, it was no. it was for it was because he loved us enough. He had his father express that it would have to be done. Yeah. Can you imagine having one child, just one? Some have eight, nine, and ten children, and could not spare one to just go off into world. To the unknown. We're getting them taken every day just on a daily basis. Children missing and coming up because somebody said, oh, I'm going to take a child today. Just plucking it like a flower out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine sending your own child into the unknown? A world you know you created that has turned and has no sense of morals. And just, okay, go ahead. And hear him up there begging, please, Father, come and get me. Yeah. I can't do this no more. I don't want to live down here. It's horrible. But that is the sacrifice that he made. And just think when you close your eyes at night and you kiss your child good night, if you were asked to do that, could you do it? So no. Whatever storm you get chosen to go through, go through it and know that God is what? Still. Mm. And how'd you say it, little red? That's what I call. Peace be still. Oh, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's in it's in the Old Testament that verses. I want to say maybe it's in Jeremiah. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I'll probably put it in the link in the little comment section that love we have the, our little box. Love it, love it, love it, you guys. Um, our last topic here. God knew. Mm, God, God knew. knew. God has gone before you, as Auntie always says, oh and God. we probably could have used that just as good as we could have used God knew. But I think that this no, is very, yeah, I think that this is very appropriate for this title because we're talking about why not me. We're talking about hmm. why me. Either way, it's a tribulation, a storm, some type of struggle that is coming your way, and that typically you you weren't prepared for. It's mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. You weren't prepared for that, but we have to understand God knew. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is probably one of the hardest topics for me for this simple fact. It always is aggravating for me to know since I've gained my faith. God, you mean to tell me you knew all of this stuff was going to happen mm -hmm. and you weren't going to intervene anyway? How dare you? 
And I'm just keeping it real. Those are the type of conversations I have to have to God to get some type of understanding. And sometimes I'll get an answer I like it. Sometimes I won't. But nevertheless, you know, it, it's a thing of me it understanding. It fit for you. Everything, exactly. Everything is going to work out according to God's good. That's mm-hmm. why this storm was fit for me because it is going to work in favor of me. And down the road, even for your children, so children's children, you're going to be prepared to prepare them. And a lot of people ask me, remember, uh, God has already gone before you. No, I didn't make that up. It's in, I think, Deuteronomy. Is it Deuteronomy? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's in there several different of the books. It is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's his word. He's already gone before Absolutely. you. And I guess when he gave it to me, I was at a point in my life uh, going through so much as, you know, this Generation Z is saying, and you're not prepared and you don't know and you just question it. So that being said, when I was going through it, I was like, oh, my God, I, I, I didn't have the scenario. Why not me or why me? I just knew this is a lot. God, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And he said, just remember, I've already gone before you, my child. Yeah. I have nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Right. So if you go out here and you done left your keys in the house. And you can't even get back in. It's one of them doors just locked. They used to crack me up how they would build them back then. And automatically locking, you'd be like, dang, my key's in the house. It happened for a reason. But we couldn't see that thing. It's minute and as simple as it was. We're like, dang, I was something always happening to me. No. Mm-hmm. And then later you found out you probably shouldn't have left when you thought you were supposed to leave because it was a seven-yard crash. I forget to think about stuff like that because we're a selfish Generation, and I will be the first to say I got selfish ways just like the next person. Yes, because I'm not perfect, and a lot of times I don't, I forget things like that. God is working in my favor. A lot of times, something may be happening because God still has me here for a purpose, and then my purpose is not to end in that way. That's right. Or I'm not meant to go into that door. He is specifically blocking that door off. It's not for me. It may be somebody else's battle or somebody mm-hmm. else's challenge, but it's not mine. I'm going to tell you something he showed me real quick. It was really crazy because I always would wonder about paraleg- par- paralegals, how you say it. Paralegal. You know, paralegal. They would be in a rig and they may be left with an arm and a leg and an eye. And I'm like, well, Lord. Oh, paraplegic. Paraplegic. Yes. Paraplegic. Why? Why would that be something destined for them? You know what? Because you didn't feel your purpose. And you're going to be right down there with one eye and a leg if you have to to do what you do. So don't go out here and try to lame and maim yourself on it. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, this one man was telling me that literally he had gotten so far away from God. And it got to the point that not it wasn't until he lost mobility mm. in his legs that he did not finally turn back to God. I actually, so I actually have somebody that I know that told me that God was already speaking to them and putting something on their heart. And he told them what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. But no, they wanted to do it the hard way. So they kept going, they kept going. So eventually they damaged they, they damaged this part of their body. Now they could have been more mobile than they are now. Mm-hmm. But since they did not want to listen, now they're just sitting because they can't, you know, because I mean God, you know, God wants us to God doesn't want us to go through things the hard way. We may think it's the hard way, but we have to realize Because one, we want to do it our way. Exactly. He's trying to give us the what? The old tale saying says the easy way what? Out. There yeah, go. but I mean the easy way out comes with a hundred different easy way outs. The way that God takes you, it comes with that one way you go through and you're on to the next. That's the easy way y'all are referring to, and we could call it mm-hmm. the God well, way. Let me ask you something. No. Ooh, y'all generation, y'all are so on top of things. I, I've been wanting to ask somebody this. 
maybe it's a good time, I hope y'all got an answer. Okay. What is it about that individual who won't get up and go to work, but they'll get up and go and rob a bank? Which is the easiest? It's for the uh, get rich quick schemes. But it seems like you've got a plan and you know what I'm saying? Because people think it's quick though. You don't have the to go through open and say, Come on in and take the money. You're going through some stuff to do it. Yeah, I look up. at it like this, and I've talked to several people about it. So well, it's it a known question, huh? It is a known question. In a in a way, we may not necessarily talk about it like, oh, you know, let's go rob a bank. But people want to, to get work. back. Exactly, people want to get back what they deserve. And at the end of the day, a lot of people, there's a lot of things out here, you know, our government is messed up. They treat us bad. They hide stuff from us. In some ways, a person, and I would say even me, since if I was in a fleshly sense thinking, I would rob a bank for the simple fact, number one, I'm getting something back that I deserve in the first place that my government never gave to me. And number two is get rich quick. If I have but a it plan, takes work, why not just get up and go to work? Because that's a consistent thing you do. If you get rich, if you rob a bank, you're only going to do it once. Mm, I think of Ocean Eight. Yeah, that's why it's an Ocean Eight. That's why it's an Ocean Eight. It's yeah, started out with it's, ocean a diff- it's different women, though. No, nah, baby, this it was men and women. Not in Ocean's Eight, it was all women. But no, all I was time, talking about I'm like still Ocean's saying one, they two, still. I'm referring to this particular movie, though, not the series. Oh, okay. Okay, but my question is pertaining to, okay, you say you do it once and that's it. These people go back and do it like a job now. Oh, well, that's just habitual. That's on them. That's not smart. I like that, though, bitch. I mean, yeah, but, I, but I, I, mean, I don't that's mean just... to uh, tell the audience I like that, but I like the terminology used to describe But I, I mean, I kind of, I agree, but then I disagree. I feel like it all goes back to... Depending on how you think about it. Why... Who do I'm a sick person. Well, so I think it's no, but I'm like, but I'm no, but I think like it's good to get two different perspectives. Yeah. For me, I, I think about who do you trust in that moment. Where is your trust at? Because if you truly, in the moment, trust, that is the moment where you are stepping outside of your trust in God and your step. Well, even if you have a trust in God, if you don't, then you're trusting yourself. So you're stepping outside of that to do something that you know is wrong, to do something that you know has the consequences, and you do it anyways. Which at the same time, which is insanity, because you're expecting to do something with a different result, like going habitual, over, exactly going over and over. So I look at it in a sense of where is your trust at? Because if that's the case, for me, if I didn't have trust in God, sometimes I would quit the job that I'm at and say, "Well, I'll go work at this job just because it has more money." But my trust is in God for Him to say, "No, I don't want you to quit." And I guess it's when we have did that. Me and you both have. We now, will I, go from job to job, and that is habitual. And I, and I, the way agree. you want to put it, you know, you'll we'll go to the next job thinking a different result. But that's not way. criminalizing toward taking something that's not yours. But I but guess it's the I same just, concept. I get that's what I'm saying. It's the same concept though, because where is your trust at? Where where does your trust lie? Because in that moment, your trust don't lie in God. It lies in what you think that you can do in, in that moment in the flesh, because you don't. I, I just think yeah, I just think it goes back to where your trust is at. I I, but, I really do. At the end of the day, God knew that you were going to do it. So let me see. I'm trying to bring this perspective. So God knew that you were going to do it. You were going to wake up that morning and say, I'm going to rob a bank versus going to work. Mm-hmm. What job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you decide to do that and you keep doing that, robbing the banks or keep going to look for a job, you're saying that, what's the word you use? Habitual. Habitual. That's that's what made you do it. Um, 
you're in, it is insanity. I think it's habitual insanity. You're wanting to do something over and over again. In the, exactly. But you in your mind are fixated on it turning out differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the mindset. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Insanity. Yeah, that's the definition of insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And if you want to think about it, well, but but no, but we all can be insane in the sense of we will all do stuff over and over again, expecting the different result. That's like, I mean, that's like with me. I, you know, every week, you know, I, I always get to the end of the week and say, dang, I should have done my homework at the beginning of the week instead of waiting out to the end. But at but the I, beginning of the week, you have this plan like, uh-uh, I'm going to do differently and it never gets done. Because it's insanity. You do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Expecting not to go and get caught or go to jail or getting up, going to get a job and not getting one. Yeah. yeah, or with our homework. Our homework. It could be it with anything. Just because it's a criminal act. You know the saying, you never know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. Yes, I, I, I do. I, I truly do believe in that. And for the simple fact being, we are human. We are sinners. We're not yeah. perfect. Right. We all have made mistakes and did things in an insane habitual way that we probably should have known we have no business doing this but we keep on going back in that same situation it can be criminalized it can be a bad relationship it can be Mm -hmm. going back to different jobs thinking something where you should have just dust your butt at the same one you're at could be homework we are human and we are sinners and so this insanity thing you hit the nail on the hammer side that's us Especially in this generation we live in. It don't matter who you are. Everybody has their insanity moments. It's not about being crazy. It's literally about the point of you do something over and over again expecting a different result. You don't want to accept the truth. Yeah. God's truth. That's the truth. Because God knew. And you can be um, shown, I guess, through knowing that if you continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, the consequences, it's going to be the same. It remains the same. There, I mean, of course, now the consequences can get worse, and I do feel like That's they get true. worse the worse as they go on. That's like, for example, Joyce Myers was talking about the other day. You know, you see, you start feeling that you have back pain. You always talking about my back is my back is hurt, my back is hurt, but you never go to the doctor. Your condition eventually it continues to get worse and worse and worse to where you go to the doctor one day and they say you have a herniated disc yeah, in your back. And you waited that long. Yeah, and you waited I, that long. Giving an example, you know, my mom. One of the reasons what happened to her, she had blood clots. She would get these really bad charlie horses when i was yeah wake up in the middle of the night banging on the wall ever since i was a little girl four or five years old i remember this stuff never got it really checked out like she should have had and i mean she developed blood clots and it unfortunately led to her death yeah that's a, a traumatic experience but i mean it's true yeah. You you know something that is bothering you but you choose your prideful that's our human nature Hmm. You, choose, you, you, you choose what to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all do it. Yeah. In different ways, but we all do it. Mm-hmm. No matter who. Oh, yeah. Everybody has their insane moments. I mean, I thought like we have those almost every day where you do something that you just did yesterday knowing you shouldn't have did it, but you expect a different Maybe result. Maybe in a different way, though. It may not yeah. even be the same circumstance. You may even take a break from doing it because you're frustrated, but nine times out of ten, you're going to come back to do it anyway in a different way. And that, that creates the psychopathic. Psychopath method i wouldn't say it's psychopathic because Mm -hmm. the definition of a psychopath is someone who does not have any human emotion or any empathy any oh i thought that was just a 
part of Mm-mm. doing something over and no, over. No, because in that case, you will all be psychopaths. And there's, we not all psychopaths. Well, why are we on this? And I know it's not always on the side, but God knew. Does it does it make us want to gravitate toward a lot of violence and a lot of things that's going on? Have y'all really just thought about the concept of where it's coming from? Not that it didn't ever exist, but do y'all feel like it's more than it was? It's more now than it was then as far as people just walking up shooting somebody or mm-hmm. snatching somebody mm-hmm. off the street. I can't say that because I wasn't that? I wasn't in that different area. But however, I do think that people are getting craftier and more skilled and they're actually looking, but they're getting more sick. Doing it. Yeah. That's I think that's my question. Staying in, you know, in tune with our topic, you know, why not me? Okay, so we can say that, you know, heard people say, Oh well just a carjacking, you know, of course that exists. But now they don't even want the car. They just doing it to be doing it. Some of these things just seem like random acts of violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it is it's random, but like I said, and I, I call myself sick. I'm not sick, but at the same time, I do think one of my gifts is I'm able to relate to a lot of different people, even if that person is crazy as I'll get out. Because I've had interesting conversations with people who are in that circumstance and I do honestly see the hurt and the pain where it's coming from. They're doing it because they're hurt. And it hurt came from some boom. Exactly. And that is they storm. Exactly. So you see you guys what we're trying to really get out there. You don't know what your storm is. It could be something that you're doing each and every day. Then I guess last but not least back to our God knew because he knows we have to trust and believe. Is that where we are? Mm-hmm. Trust and believe, you know, and know, you know, you're not alone. Like I said, we, we all Is have Is it okay this. to ask why not me? I did want to say that before you wrapped up. I know we got to go, but is it okay to look in the mirror and why and not say me? why not me? And when you ask that question, you know, ask it in a sense of encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look at it like that, but understand that God has has taken favor in you and the mm, devil if sure you if you. if it if you didn't have to ask why not me then the devil ain't looking at you as a threat mm-hmm. wow now that's one of them doors that open up and go what <laughs> and you can't see it and i know you can't but of course her nails are on point i'll tell you Cardi B, if you ever want to know someone who's got you slaying that's mrs Shell. oh lord he makes sure she he the little round makes sure she looks like oh please Oh my God, y'all! I'm sending Auntie use the autumn. I know. I know. Don't know what happened for me. Oh no! No, I'm sorry. I do. I did know what I meant to say that, but it's not like the airplane taking flight, fleet flight. No. Okay, maybe not. Oh. Okay. Pastor, go ahead. Wrap this up in word and prayer. First, pray out. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come to you, Lord God, and we say, Why not me, Lord God? God, because you instilled in us, Lord God, you have not given us anything that you have not put in us to do, mm-hmm. Lord God. God, let us accept our purposes wholeheartedly, Lord God, yes. because there are some people, Lord God, they are in a storm because they don't want to accept who you call them to be. Mm-hmm. Lord God, but mm-hmm. you put it in us, Lord God, because you know us better than we know ourselves, Lord God. You created us, Lord God, before the beginning of time. You knew who we were, what we are, every thought, everything that we were going to say. You knew what I was going to say right now. So, God, we thank you. I ask that you bless each each and every individual that is listening to this podcast, and I ask that you bless their family. I ask, Lord God, that we, that anything that was not of you from this podcast, Lord God, that you put it down, but anything that was 
of you, Lord God, to let people truly listen to it, Lord God, not because we say, Lord God, but because you say. God, we thank you, honor you, and do praise you. For it is in your son's Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week.